<laughs> hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I am Michael Petro, and joining me on the show is stunt choreographer and performer Kristen Sawatsky, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, born and bred here in our hometown of Manitoba. Uh, we get into what made her want to change careers from dancing and getting into stunt performing and the surprising uh, commonalities between the two. I guess when you're pirouetting across stage or taking a punch, it's all about choreography at the end of the day. Uh, some of her favorite moments, working on certain films such as The Parts You Lose, Channel Zero, the sci-fi TV show, A Dog's Purpose, the Ice Road, Grudge reboot that was filmed here. There's tons of stuff that she's been in. Go to her IMDb page, which will be in the show notes, and you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, we also talk about the changing uh, dynamics of stunts these days and safety that goes into making sure that everything's okay on set so everybody comes out the same way they went in. Uh, and then her work here and living in Manitoba and what's so great about working in the Canadian film industry, specifically her hometown. If I say any more, there's no point in listening uh, to everybody who's listened to us before, this is that part that you know, nothing new, no new, so you can carry on. But if you're new, if you pressed play for the first time, thank you, first of all, from the cast and crew here. Well, crew, I mean cast. We don't have a crew. We're not that big. Uh, thank you from everybody here at The Real Debaters. That's real awesome of you. If you like what you've heard and and you want to continue to support the show, there's three ways to do it. Just go to therealdebaters.ca and subscribe to one of the many podcast platforms we're on. That's free. That's uno number one. We would love it if you did that. But if you really, really like us and you want to throw money at us, there's a prop shop full of all of our merch. And there's a donation tab if you want to throw one or two bucks against the cost of the show. There's a list on that donation tab of things you get if you donate. We'll embarrass you. We'll shout you out if you want to donate on behalf of somebody else. We're more than happy to play along with it and uh, say whatever you want as long as it's within good reason and taste. Uh, but there, there's, there's a, there's a tier system there where X amount gets you this and so on and so forth. So if you're interested and you want to do that, you could essentially be like a co-executive producer of the show just by donating one or two bucks. And then we blame you for getting better and everybody wins. So that's all in the show notes, guys. Uh, like I said, the easiest way to support us is just to subscribe. But if you feel so inclined, carry down those roads. I assure you, we all have day jobs and our, our bellies are full. There's roofs over our heads. But uh, this is a dream of ours, and if you want to kind of come along on the ride, those are the ways that we would love it if you uh, if you chose to do so. Uh, I got nothing else. There's no new news. There's no, no, our live events aren't aren't happening just yet. Uh, the Manitoba Podcast, uh, uh, fuck whatever it's called, the Manitoba Podcast Festival. Sorry, Sam. Uh, the Manitoba Podcast Festival is around the corner. We're going to be there as well, too, as much as possible, in person as much as possible, you know, with this whole pandemic thing. Uh, that's about it. So, without further ado, I give you Kristen Sawatsky. I will cue the reel, and you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film, a thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Real Debaters production. It is no debate today. It is no conversation. Well, it's a conversation, but it's not a conversation with us assholes. We actually have somebody who said yes to be a special guest on the show, and she is a local stunt woman, Kristen Sawatsky. Hello, Kristen. Hello. Happy to be here. <laughs> it's pretty... Sorry, what was that? 
and talk stunts and talk stunts i you know what i have i am the i am the biggest champ for you guys like i'm i am working on a letter it's taken about six months but i'm working on a letter for the academy to be like make a stunt fucking category finally like make it like it needs to be done and i want to get into that later with you so i figure before we even uh crack the big stuff and all the work that you've done I want to find out how you went, how you got into film. What, what was your journey? How did you, how did you find yourself on set? Okay. So my background is, we're taking it way back. I started mm-hmm. with a love for dance and okay. theater. So dance is my, that's where I'm, well, yeah, I'm professionally trained in both, but that's, that's where it started. So I went, uh, eventually found myself uh, in Ryerson in Toronto. I studied there and did their dance and theater program from there. And while I was at school, I do remember doing a film, a student film. That was kind of my first actual experience on the smallest of film sets, but that was technically my first time. It was super fun. We did this whole swing dance number and it was a great experience. So then after school, I, I had never had the intention of moving back to Winnipeg like most people, you know, you can't wait to get out of here and then you go live a bit and lo and behold you're back and uh yeah it's like the mafia i guess it just sucks you back in but um so I found myself back in winnipeg and you know at the time i thought oh maybe temporarily and then so was was trying to find whatever work i could performing arts kind of work so um yeah film is definitely a part of that so my first actual film in Manitoba once I was back was inside the Osmonds and that was as a dancer so there was a big cattle call audition Sophia Constantini was choreographing to this movie and and I ended up getting that one so that was you know more of a a larger film set that I'd been on and it was a great experience I got to be a dancing sea crustacean but basically everyone's dream role So that's where it started. That's where it started. Can I can I ask if uh, a dancing sea crustacean is in your reel? <laughs> Not yet. But I will go way back in the archives and try to find that one. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at who was in this. So we got Bert, Bruce McGill, Veronica Cartwright. Uh, those are like the above the line names. But this is the story of the Osmonds, right? Like the the Vegas <laughs> show Osmonds and stuff. So what's that like being in like this? This was your first. Like what, what, what were your experiences like jumping from dance and then finally being in a film? Oh, wow. Uh, because it is so, so different than theater, right? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the stop and the start and the waiting and the, uh, it, it kind of felt more like, I don't know if I'd compare it to more of a precision. The process is more precise, I suppose, in that you're, you're doing small, small scenes, small amounts of work um in a very precise way right precise angles you're looking at it differently whereas in theater it's the process is more all-encompassing you're 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 working uh well you have your rehearsal period for a very long time and then you have this one chance at that live performance and then it's done whereas film is the exact opposite oftentimes i find the rehearsal periods are much shorter much shorter and then you have you know a very small amount of of chances to get it right, get yeah. it how you should be, and then it's there permanently. <laughs> so yeah, it was an interesting 
process in that way. We did have a rehearsal period. And, and then once we got on set, I, yeah, there's a lot to learn by observing just the process of, of the camera, the way the director and the DP work together um, with us and the way, the way they film it. I remember from a dance perspective, yeah, I was surprised because, you know, I'd assume, okay, well, they're going to film it from the front, just like, you know, <laughs> if you're watching a show and of course that's not the case. And of course they're never seeing all of the work that you do, all the work we did to choreograph this piece. When you see it, it's always cut up, right? You're just, yeah. and, and from a dancer's perspective, they always miss the best parts, but it's, <laughs> about, us. it's about, you know, the lead characters. We're just, you know, a support for them. So it was interesting. I, uh, I'm, I'm by no means when I say this, am I anywhere near as professionally trained as you, but I danced as a kid as well. And mostly, mostly like hip hop, some modern, a little tap, like dance school stuff, right? Stuff to keep you out of trouble as a kid. But, um, I kind of know what you're saying in regards to a whole performance versus a chopped up version of it, like a, a choreographed movement, like I did musicals in high school too, but like Bye Bye Birdie and shit like that. But a choreographed movement, you're watching start to finish. So you, you, you're building to something. Whereas if dancing's occurring on screen, yeah, it's always cut to that angle, cut to this angle, create a sense of like you're there, but you're missing so many other, you're missing the best lifts or the best spins or what have you, right? Uh, when you when you started film with the Osmonds, how long have you been dancing for? Sub question: When did you stop dancing and start taking film seriously? I, well, I started dancing when I was nine, which is actually late into the game. <laughs> um, and I had been out of school, oh, not that long, maybe a year. I just graduated. It wasn't that long. Um, and then when did I stop? Well, I was teaching dance years and years after. So it was always in my life. I think, yeah, I've been, I've been out of, well, yeah, teaching and dancing. It feels like a long time. Although I will, we will discuss the connection between dance and stunt because for me, it's all dance. It will probably always be dance for the rest of my life. But I think life is dance, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I like that. I can put that on my wall. Yeah, fighting is dancing right really Stay you know right. i've heard that recently i've been watching uh, my my personal watch list has been a lot of action a lot of over-the-top popcorn stuff so a lot of stunting a lot of fighting and um i got into bruce lee's documentary recently and he studied dancing because he appreciated the footwork that came with dancing that he incorporated into jute kendo and his style of martial arts so yeah, you're, I, I couldn't agree with you more that dancing is fighting and fighting is dancing in a way, except, you know, maybe. You're memorizing, you're memorizing chunks of, of movement and that, and that ability to do that quickly in the brain. If I didn't have dance training, there's, that, that was such a huge asset. I'm sure this is something you want to get into later, but I'm just gonna get into it now. Oh, I have no, I have no cares about when we get into stuff. So please yeah. teach me. Um, yeah, for, for me that that felt like second nature to learn to learn a stage fight or to learn a fight for film, to remember the nuance of movement and you know, in relation to even a camera angle and that kind of thing, to be able to make those minute adjustments and then to, to be able to remember it and to be able to need to change it and at you know at the last minute because a lot of it is critical thinking and problem solving 
and then to be able to also retain that new information all of that is uh, my dance training such a huge such a huge asset there because that's exactly the process when when i'd be learning for shows we would constantly be doing that you're, you're learning large chunks it's changing all the time so that's a direct skill that comes in so handy for this have job. you have you noticed that a lot of dancers like over because I'm, I'm looking at your imdb page because at like you i can't remember names so it's easier <laughs> just to cheat and read off the screen <laughs> I've hit my head a lot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There, like, I'm, I'm just so curious because you know, it's the stunt work is so brief on screen. Like what you're doing in a day is very condensed and I'm sure there's lots to it, but we see the condensed version of it as, as movie nerds. But I'm wondering what the draw is. Are there more dancers? Are you guys from different parts of, life or is is it strictly dancers who are like hey i could do stunting like throughout your career have you noticed a trend of like who jumps into this position because you either want to make it you want to be in front of the camera or you want to compose it those are like the real big three but the stunt position you guys are a breed unto your own correct and i i don't think there's any one type uh i think dancers should definitely consider it because there for me it's been yeah it's been such a good choice but uh that's not to say that any kind of athlete any any kind of person with a sports background who's got a really honed skill in a certain sport obviously they're going to do really well but they may not be perfect because maybe they can't act can i swear yes <laughs> oh god fuck yes shit <laughs> But, or you can leave that out or whatever. But so, so then, you know, they could have this really great skill at, I don't know, gym, like they could have a gym, gymnast skill, right? Be able to yeah, tumble. Yeah. But then, you know, you still are, for the most part, having to double for an actor and you're telling a story. And that's still the primary thing that you're doing. You're just doing it with your body. So if you don't have the ability to understand, what's going on in the scene, you know, the physicality of the character involved and be able to look at also what the actor has done and be able to mimic what they were doing right before and after your part, if, if you're supporting them. So, so you need to be able to pay attention and be body aware and which when it comes down to it, I think acting is, is a skill. So, so there are a lot of actors that are on our team. I think particularly like most of them we, we are. And I think that's an important skill to have it's not just being physically capable it's a huge part of it but you need to be able to be a storyteller and i think that's that's a very important part of the job that maybe gets overlooked just because we're not using our voice yeah like sometimes we are have been stunned after too but but you're yeah you're really telling the story with your body in every aspect not just a fall down or a crazy stunt but you're trying to yeah you're trying to match someone match an actor or create a character if you have the luxury of being a stunt actor and you are your own character, then great. Yeah, and I mean, is it really just because I hear you know you hear Craig Daniel Craig does his, you hear Tom Cruise does his. You've even we've even all seen Tom Cruise break his leg in a scene that got saved and kept in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what is is it really just the studio and the production company afraid of the actor getting hurt? Like, I I. I 
I'm I'm confused on why it some guys do it, some girls do it, and then some don't. Is it is it preference? Is it like how how do you have the conversation when you go? All right, do we need a a, a stunt woman or do we not? Do we need a stunt man or do we not? Like, where is how does that work into the story? I guess is my question. Uh, yeah, I would say any any huge star that is doing their own stunts, they're probably having to advocate hard for themselves because I don't know what production studio is going to want to say. Yeah, let's take our number one and number two, and we're going to let them, you know, throw themselves in front of this bus. It's insurance. We're insurance. Yeah. If, if anything happens and you would be surprised at the how little it takes to roll an ankle or do something to, to cause serious damage to an actor um they're not gonna it, it it will stop production so for the most part when you're going through a script and you're going through and you're flagging potential um yeah potential issues with whatever the scene requires it could be anything um yeah, you're going through and trying to figure out, okay, well, what, what's safe here? What is it? How can we do this? Can, is there a way we can shoot it to make it safe and have the actor do it? Uh, so these conversations are happening all the time, all the time. Keep, keep going with that. Cause that's, that's, that's what I'm really interested. Cause we, we like to, we don't like to expose all of the movie magic. We want to leave something to the, you know, Oz and the great and powerful and, you know, leave something to the imagination, but give me imagination. That's a different way of saying it. Um, I, but like that conversation, when you start, like is stunting something that is at the forefront? Like, do we want to do this or is stunting saved for, this is the last thing we want to do. And can we do it another way? Like, is the conversation financial? Is the conversation authenticity? Like what, when do they go, okay, let's stunt this versus can we do CGI or can we shoot it in a way that nobody needs to get hurt? Right. I think it's all of those things. It's always all of those things, you know, cause stunts, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an expense, you know, <laughs> so a lot of the time there's this script that, you know, will be received and it's very ambitious. And then they look at the budget and they realize what have we done? And so then, yeah, a lot of the time you, there are so many puzzle pieces um, and then you'll know, because if it's that important, then it's not a discussion about, about money. It's like, we have to have this. Okay. So what do we need to do to make it safe? And then you go from there. So yeah, I don't think it's one or the other. It's everything. It's everything. And I, I, I'm glad it is. I'm glad it's not just the, you know, the daddy Warbucks, so to speak going, no, you don't get any money. Like if it demands for it and the story can't be told without it. And I mean, I've, my perception on film has changed so much in doing this. Like I was your average popcorn nerd. I, I, I will forever say like, I've got a collection and I, I love everything. People call me a shill. Cause I'm like, no, I'll find something good in it. Right. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to step on it just to make something else look better. But my idea of storytelling has evolved so much from someone wrote it and then someone directed it and someone stunted it to now knowing these intricate pieces and how much how important they are to telling a whole story because someone who you know a better eye than me will be like that uh, no i see that and then you're lost and then you're out of the story and it's just nice to hear that you're telling me that it's not just that's too much money to blow up that bus and have that person in it um it's like no we need to blow up that bus and have her roll out of it because without it we don't have we don't have our crowning crowning shot so to speak and then you'd be surprised too at the amount of work that you know we've we've gone in, we've done the days, 
and then you go watch the movie and it's cutting room floor somewhere. You're like, gosh, get <laughs> No, but it didn't make it. For whatever reason, I don't know. So there's also that, like, you know, it could be in the plans, it could be done, and then it still might not make it or something happens. So And like I can understand how someone can cut you know, a scene out that might not like, you know, cut it a little earlier or edit it from a different angle, but you're rolling your body girl. Like you're hurting yourself. And then they go and cut it. And you're like, I mean, I got paid. So great. You got paid for your wares, but like you hurt yourself. <laughs> and nobody gets to see that. Have you, has, that's happened obviously. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's, um, it's a weird thing. I don't watch a lot of what I've done. I'm, one of I'm not people. surprised. It's the process for me. Yeah. I love it. Once it's done, although it, maybe that's more so with acting than stunts. But I, you know, if it's the, if it's the, sometimes we'll go watch the footage on the day, like we'll go watch it so that I can go back and adjust on a take. So in that sense, then yes, I've seen, seen the work. Um, there's been a few, but um, most of the time I just move on and I'm on to the next thing. But uh, I did think here through the grapevine that there was a there was a body burn that I did which was actually probably one of my one of my most memorable stunts for myself that I either didn't make it in or it got so chopped up and was so reduced that uh yeah I was barely there I, I don't know yet but I haven't seen it but um yeah because for me that one that was yeah one of my most I think my more challenging stunts. So, you know, when you hear like you want, when you're doing something that's, you know, that you're really feeling at risk about and, and you are feeling, you know, pretty nervous about, then you want it, you want to do a good job. You don't want to disappoint. There's a lot on the line. There's a lot of, not only money, but just yourself and time and resets are huge. Like it's, it can be quite an involved process. So you want to do it once, you know, you don't want to do it more than once. Um, and that was one of those cases. So that's a big one. I thought it may have been like a, you know, a rollout of a vehicle or something where they, you don't see it, but like a body burn. I've, I, I know other people who've done those. And um, what is, <laughs> I've, I've fallen in a fire and burnt 60% of my body when I was 16 years old. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good now. Like I'm, I'm yeah. face was saved and that's my only redeeming quality. So I really needed to hang on to that. But and to quote it, when I got out, I went, Jack, be nimble, Jack, be quick. God damn it. I just fell in the fire pit. <laughs> I'm funny when I'm on fire. And uh, I know what that's like to to be in, in the heat for a second. But you guys are wrapped. You're gelled. Like, talk about that. What is what is a body burn like? Because we're going to go into a litany of, like, what's your favorite? What's the most memorable later? But, like, we're on a body burn right now. So, please, tell everybody. So ironically, a body burn, <laughs> for the most part... During that whole process, you're borderline hypothermic, actually, because the process is you are covered in a protective gel pretty much almost everywhere. So you've got you've got a layer of Nomex on underneath your wardrobe that's usually it's been everything's doused in this gel, um, including yeah, including hair every everywhere everywhere, and so this gel is what's keeping you cool. So you're waiting. And you're waiting for the most part before you're putting accelerant on the places where they want you to burn. But this gel, once it's on you, you are your core temperature is dropping quickly. No kidding. 
So as soon as you're covered, I, you know, I remember I was just like, you're doing everything you can to avoid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Nobody, and nobody, that's the, that's the stuff. Thank you, Kristen. Cause like, we're looking at it and we're going, what the fuck? And, and you're telling me, it's like, no, you, you've, you've been wrapped in a cooling gel and it's, you've lost 12 degrees of body temperature. Right. So by the time, usually by the time you're ready to go, in my experience, you, you can't wait. You, you really want to, cause it does feel like oddly kind of like a warm shower. You know, you feel, um, you feel, yeah, it feels warm, not scorching hot and you'll feel hot spots that you can move around and move through. You, you can move that, that heat around your body with your own movement, but you know, if, if everything's been done properly, it will feel like a warm shower and it feels quite lovely when you've been sitting and <laughs> shivering for who knows how long. Oh, that's, uh, that's and you're put out, so, so once the process is over and you've communicated to your team that you're done, then they will come and, and put that fire out and then you're back to being cold once again. But for me, oddly enough, uh, because I did a full body run, I had a full mask uh over for this particular one not, not all of them do but this particular one i had a full mask on so for me part of the stress was hold, having to hold my breath for that long <laughs> under that stress that's that's oddly what i was the most worried about because i didn't want to freak out and be able to hold my breath for 10 seconds you know you want to hold it for you are a special oh. breed because you're just like you're telling me that your biggest concern was holding your breath while being completely yeah. lit yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. I trust my team though. It really we have a really good team here in Manitoba. I cannot tell you. I cannot yeah. tell you. Safety is number one. Number one. There are no cowboys on this team. We are we go over and above to make sure that everything's done. I'm not I'm not here to to break a story or anything, but you raise a good point because I I do want to talk about are we referring to the skiing family here? Fact. Okay, because I do want to talk about them because they are pioneers for Manitoba stunting for sure. They're definitely my mentors, still are, and um, yeah, we've got it. We've got it really good here. <laughs> I've had it really good. I've noticed uh, talking to you guys, like just being a proxy. Everybody, you you all have the same five to seven things, but you all say it differently, which I love. So I can't wait until I get to ask you that about why Manitoba film is has its own little niche. Why it's why it is. So yeah, with this job, you want to you want to you have to be able to trust your teammates it, that's huge if i didn't i don't think i'd be doing this yeah like i have to scroll like four or five times up your page here to see how many times you've put yourself in harm's way and you raise a really good point and i don't want to break stories i, I don't like naming names it's not what the show is but are there cowboys in this like has the industry regulated it enough because you've done a lot i mean you've got an eye you can you can say you've seen you know all over the world from what i've read about you is is it getting safer because I imagine this would have started very cowboyish and and slowly migrated to a safer way of doing it versus the other way around. Or am I wrong? Well, yeah, and I, I don't feel perhaps educated enough to speak on, you know, the history of stunts sure. in Canada anyway. Yeah. So that I don't know. I I definitely can say I've been fortunate in terms of the people that I've worked with. I mean, for the most part, I've worked with the schemes, but we have brought people in both from East and West. Yeah. And luckily, luckily, I've been, I've had a fantastic experience with everyone that I've worked with so far. That's really uh, good to hear. Yeah, there was, I, I can't, again, I'm not going to. No, 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 no. That, that's that. at all. Um, but I, yeah, there are some people who are maybe 
perhaps less detail oriented. Okay. You know, and that's, you, you really have to train yourself, especially as a coordinator to think about anything and everything that could possibly go wrong to the smallest little detail. And, and that's a skill that is a definite skill. Uh, because an actor, I've seen actors, you know, just it could be the edge of a table and they just clip their elbow or their wrist and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, yeah. it's simple, simple things like that. Or, or they just trip over some small little object on the ground and, and all of a sudden it becomes a big problem. So it is your job as a coordinator to think of, think of anything and everything, any possible risk. So I think some people are perhaps better at others than doing that. I would imagine, yeah, and that that's that just comes with time and experience, and and I, 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 thankfully, you know that I I hope things are changing. And I mean, in Manitoba, we've never we've never really had to deal with, you know, like oh, what's your problem? Like you're too scared. Like why don't you? There's there's never been that kind of pressure to, um, be no one's ever bullied for feeling nervous about something. You know, the communication is open and honest here and, and everyone on the team, like if, if there's a stunt that's being presented and, you know, maybe we're unsure that Rick or Sean or Dan, whoever is coordinating there, they're definitely, there's a communication there. Like, do you think, okay, this is the stunt, you know, what's your, how do you feel about this or what can we do? And if they've said clearly, if you have any, any issue, do not ever, ever um, be afraid to say no. It's actually the smartest thing you can do because at the end of the day, if you're on set, then you get there and you realize, what have I done? It's too late. <laughs> yeah, you're in over. You know, and you don't, and that's when you're going to get hurt. So communicate up front. What, having started with acting and then slowly migrating into this work, when did that happen? Because I'm looking at like I'm, I'm you've you've got credits all you've, you've got credits on Orphan First Kill which I'm so excited to see. I'm excited. Uh, it's like Jimmy Skinner on the show. We we both got to talk to Doug about makeup for that. Yeah. Um, uh, while he was working on it, he was like, "You can't fucking say anything," and I'm like, "We won't. We are too small. We can afford to be sued. So yeah. don't you worry, sir." But uh, I'm over the moon to see that. But I, I can I can see that 2007 kind of starts with your credits. Um, the Lookout, one of my favorite movies ever filmed here, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, when when did you, like when, when was it stunting and less acting? Uh, yeah, because I guess when I started out, there was definitely a bit of both because I was, so after dancing, you know, I, I started getting into auditioning and acting and yeah. And I even did stand in and that was a really great learning experience and, you know, did some extra work just to get more experience. But, um, I always, I always use the line. I, when people ask, how did you get into stunt work? I always say, I fell into it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So there's where that stops. Uh, so no, I no, was, no, 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 because that will be the title of the episode falling into Kowalski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I worked with Jan Skeen. I did Rainbow Stage with her and I did a show called TV Tales as a puppeteer with her. And so at the time, the, the scheme team was looking for someone my height because being a certain height, that's kind of how we work it. We need, you know, we need the five feet, we need the five foot twos, you know, the fours, but I'm very average height, which works well. 
So she had asked me at the time if I rode a motorcycle and if I would be interested in getting into stunt work. And I honestly hadn't really thought about it. I was still thinking, performing, acting, that kind of thing. And then I was like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Why not give this a shot? And then I met with Rick and that's when I started training with him once I met him. And so I went to the UW at the time he was teaching stage combat. So I did some years training with him and other workshops since then. It's kind of, you realize once you start that it's an ongoing forever in your life process of learning and skill building because you just never know what you're going to be asked to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when that, that shift started happening and shortly after that's so the lookout that was my first as a stunt woman that was my first film which okay so what did we do because i'm that movie's pretty committed to memory i've watched it enough that i, I might be able to flash back but uh, where are you there was some definite riding in riding in convertibles like riding up on the back of convertibles okay so the scene we the replay when he screws up and drives and turns the lights off sure <laughs> yeah because okay, you probably haven't seen it okay never mind i'll tell you what you were doing <laughs> Okay, I know what scene it's in. Go on. <laughs> yeah. So, and that I do remember that show. Rick flipped a convertible that yes. he was in. So really? I remember, you know, I did my part and fine. But then to sit to sit and watch, you know, <laughs> a friend, a dear friend, a mentor do that, I huh, I couldn't believe my own eyes. That was terrifying because the the car actually. Yes, it does. Convertible landed top down. It's a convertible, you know, and there all there was was a roll bar. And that so that I was, you know, everyone held their breath. I will, never, I will never forget that. And then to see, you know, and Dan, Dan and Sean, his sons are both yes. on set watching their own father do this, you know. And this is one of my first experiences as a stunt woman on set, and so. I mean, I knew Rick, he taught me, but then you see him do what he does. And oh my gosh, that was next level. So I couldn't breathe. And then he came out and. How did he come out? I know the scene. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. No, I think it was Dan that ran in and, and just checked to make sure he's okay. And then they, you know, they give the thumbs up first to make sure like nobody moves. Everything is still and time stops until you get that thumbs up. So the flip, I believe, is a, a turn and then a rotation. And is there a ramp that he comes off of? Yeah, there would have been an air ramp that he would have timed, you know, and got one wheel on and, and it would yeah. have sent him off. So. Do they, do you block this as much as you possibly can down to the finite detail and then roll? Like, are these, are these, you're doing this once. You don't have six convertibles, right? Oh, it's once. It's once. Um, sometimes... You know, I've I've seen him have to do seen him have to do it twice. Not in convertible, but but there are times when you might have to do it twice. But no, yeah, definitely, definitely, you don't want to be doing that more than once. The, what what bit you then though? If that's the first thing you're really seeing, right? I mean, I've seen you. I'm, I'm looking at around 2007 here, and you're still doing you're just doing the acting thing, and then. So this is like this isn't like a fight scene. This isn't like uh, uh, someone's chasing you and you fall down and they need somebody to roll. This is 
this is your this is you're falling in love with this I, i'm imagining or did you take more time before you decided that rolling <laughs> cars was something you might want to be involved in and i think something like that to me that felt very far away okay from, from where i was but i knew from my training thus far at that point that everything felt so uh it felt like all the skills that i've had already fit and i was like oh this fits this seems to make sense to me i love that and i didn't know how much i honestly at the time didn't know how much it would take off i thought oh maybe i'll i'll still be acting and then this will be enough yet another little thing that i do and then and then the more that i did it and the more of those opportunities you got to to, to yeah to, to do some some more extensive choreography on screen and yeah and the more you you have these experiences on set where it's positively received and there seems to be just a natural ability to take the direction well or whatever it is that uh, is like ah this kind of feels this feels more right because because acting to me actually acting to me now feels just as scary if not more terrifying oddly I think because I really enjoy I've always enjoyed expressing with through through my body instead yeah. of has always felt more second nature. An actor, oh, when they're able to do what they do, I I just bow down. Like, ah, so make yourself that vulnerable, you know, in front of people. I I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do that. Because I find with age, I get if there's acting where you're just seeing my face on camera, it's more and more anxiety inducing for me. I I'm exploring what that means. I don't know, but uh I find it more terrifying. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't think that's, I, I, I can see how you can think that because you're trained to not expose yourself. This is a layman's, uh, a very layman's opinion over here. Okay. <laughs> just need to say that so everybody knows. <laughs> but from dancing that I know and dancing that I love, I love the ballet. I love going to, uh, I love going to the opera. I love, I love, I love performing arts. I love the theater in any way I can get it. And yeah, you're right. There is no, your body does the expression of empathy, rage, uh, sadness, right? There's none of the parts of you that you have to convey. We don't have to know Kristen. We just have to know Kristen's body. But with acting, we have to know you. We, mm. we hear you. We see you, you your, your moments, right? Like you're, you're replicating something. And I got an education, me and Mark uh, Cowell on the show got an education from Sam and Rena from Expressions Acting Studio. Yeah. And we were like, acting's about rehearsing and lines. And she was like, no, it's about listening and reacting. And I, I, it just blew my mind because I was like, yeah. And I think that's where these people who want to become actors fall into. I think they are so good at paying attention and emulating and listening that you're locked in that zone. That zone we all find, right, where time passes by and you've been doing something for four hours, but it feels like 20 minutes and your brain is firing at all. Like, that's just their zone. And the embarrassment and the vulnerability just goes away until they come out and then everybody judges it. And I think that's when it comes yeah. right where, you know, and that's just my two cents. And it's it's interesting too when you're when you are acting on a film set because there is a lot of waiting. If there is some kind of vulnerable scene, it's it can be exhausting because you're waiting for this scene and you can be waiting for hours and hours and you have to kind of be in this place where you're maybe ready to go. So it's 
it's always kind of sitting there. <laughs> Whereas in theater, you know, again, it's the process. You, the show is only going to be two hours and then you know that you have that journey and then you're through it and it's done. Whereas you're waiting on the film set and, and then you're gonna wait for that vulnerable scene and then you're gonna have to do it a bunch of times from a bunch of angles and you're gonna be exhausted. It's a, it's a different process. Yeah. But I, yeah, and I also like that nobody really knows when you're a stunt person. Like they don't even know it's you a lot of the time. You're like, oh. yeah, <laughs> there I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. They don't even know it. <laughs> Love that. Love hey, it. Do you, do people like? Is it more people in the obviously the people who were on set that they know? But can your friends and family point you out? Have they been watching you enough that they can be like, ah, there's the little three seconds of Christmas. Okay. If they know it's ridiculous, I'll be like, was that you going down the stairs? Or was that you going out the window? Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's great. But sometimes it's harder to tell if it's if it's fighting. It can just be, you know, a flash in the pan and then it's, you know, you see the actress or the actor's face and then, and then it, so it's hard to tell sometimes. So you, you learned under Rick and um, if you could, uh, I'll put it on record, if you could pass it along to that lovely family, they have a spot on this show anytime they want to talk to us. So when they're not busy working, uh, the Skeen family can. I'd love to do a huge panel of all of you guys because we've done oh. BJ, uh, you, and now getting all of them on. Like that would just be like just to go through and, and ask you guys about stunt talk stuff. What? You haven't talked to Sean yet? No, I haven't. Only oh. because I, I, it just like in order my brain how it works. I've just I started with BJ because I was like they say talk to your friends. They're the easiest people yeah. to talk to. So that's kind of where. Well, they'll all be your friends. That that whole family, Dan, Sean, Rick, Jan. There's so much knowledge in that family. So, yeah. what's it like learning? And this is like this is for people who are like, okay, I'm a tumbler. I'm in gymnastics. I'm 12 years old. Maybe their parents let them listen to this. I hope they didn't, but maybe they did. And uh, they want to learn. What did you learn? Like, what is it like learning? What are they teaching you? How is it happening in a class with Rick? In stage combat class with Rick. Yeah, like what? Just like what? What would be some of the things you would learn that then you would have to take and apply? Like the application of what you've been taught to then, like, oh, okay, you want me to do it like this? So, like, what are what are some of those things that you? Yeah, learned? you're going to be learning. You know, you're going to be learning tumbling. He's going to be. He's taking. There's everything from different forms of martial arts kind of coming in. There's all that. Definitely, all of those basics, all the physical basics, and how to do things safely but make it look real. Um, and then he'll be infusing it. There, again, there's this element of adding in that creative problem solving and thinking about it from the point of view of film and camera angles. Like, okay, so we have this, maybe we have this choreography set out now. Now let's look at this scenario and how would you adapt and change it? So you're learning about how to think creatively as well and how to solve problems. Because I think that's, that's also part of it. And then he's going to infuse it with a ton of fun and a ton of his own <laughs> stories. There's definitely going to be stories for sure. Uh, but, you know, that's honestly a lot of how he learned too is the experience that you've had. And that accounts for so much of your education. Because I, I considered, yeah, there's the training, the classes I took with him. Yeah. And then there's the amount of stuff that I've learned on set. <laughs> And that's a whole other, that's a school in itself, right? Just those experiences that you can't prepare for and then all of a sudden you're in and you will not forget. 
and they won't necessarily be the same the next time you walk on set, but maybe you're more prepared. And so there's, so there is a, like a, a, a base toolbox of things and then you adapt on those. And as you use them, you, like you say, you're, you're learning in the school of hard knocks, so to speak. Yeah. yeah like you're going to know how to, you know, fall properly. And that means fall without actually hurting yourself. Just those basic things, how, how to, how to sell a hit, how to give and take a hit and make it look real, all, all of that stuff. Like that's going to be the basic, the basic kind of stuff. Um, but then there's something who said for you, yeah, even how, how to be on set, like how, how to just be calm, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you could teach that. I think that's just inherent in, in a person. I'm not sure. Cause there's some people who are just, you know, they can have all the skill, but maybe they get on set and they get so high strung and, you know, lose focus that it could be a detriment and you don't know these things sometimes until you're there. Do you have, uh, do you have, uh, like a, a routine on set? Is there a set of secrets that maybe one or two you want to admit about how to stay calm and how to like when you're prepping for a scene, what's where, where are you? What do you, like, are you, are you going for a run to get amped up for it? Are you Zen in your trailer waiting? How are you, how are you approaching? Are you approaching it differently? Like if it's just a simple fall, are you like, okay, I got this. This seems pretty basic. Or if it's a burn, are yeah. you are you on the phone with your friends just trying to keep your mind off of it? Like where what's your what's your process? Because an actor has it for theirs. What do you have for yours? Yeah. Usually I'll I'll go into a more zen place. So for me, that's kind of a I think that's kind of a the way of living for me. Just just yeah, being being aware and being meditative. It's something I try to incorporate into my life on the regular. So I think, yeah, when things get when things get stressful when I'm feeling that way, I definitely uh, kind of go into myself. I remember for one of the specific burns I was talking about, um, and I think because my team kind of knows me as well, they made sure that like they had a tent for me and I was in there um, just kind of breathe. I was just like focusing on my breathing for a while and, and alone because people, what often happens is certain crew members, and maybe some people like this, I actually don't. So hints to any crew members that are using there. When there's a stunt about to happen and they'll come up, she's like, oh man, are you scared? Are you scared? Oh. <laughs> and like, I'm, you know. so, I'm sorry. I don't even, I've never taken an onset class in my life, but why the fuck? Why the fuck would you do that? Because <laughs> a lot of these people, you know, they are friends and they're comfortable with you, you, you know? Um, so <laughs> to the good or bad, I don't know. And some people maybe just aren't aware of that. And they're, they're so excited for you. Yeah. And it's hard because they, they know you, they love you too. They're just like, they care about you. So they are showing their care. So in that way, you know, either you have to put a wall up against it or you will um, graciously remove yourself from that until it's done, you know? So I've had to kind of do that and be aware of certain people and, or you put your, you know, your headphones, your big headphones in and, and just then out. So yeah, for me, I need to get calm. I need to get calm and focused. And then, you know, there'll obviously be opportunities you want to go take uh, to to just rehearse on your own kind of outside of the um, the eye of everyone else so that you can feel good about it um, on your own. And then by the time you need to maybe show everyone in a rehearsal or get set, then that pressure of everyone looking at you and everyone's, they're worried about their own thing. So there's a lot of energy that you have to be able to just let it wash over you or, or, or deal with. So I think over the years I've definitely 
manage that a lot better now. Now I can definitely walk into a set and I can, I can see straight through that. I, a lot of the time I'm not even aware of anyone else. I'm aware of my coordinator and my teammates, maybe the director, maybe, but I really hone in on what needs to be done. And I'm aware of maybe where a camera is, but other than that, everything else is gone. I, I you know what, I, I can, I'm trying to put the stunt shoe on the other foot here. I, I, I would imagine you're living your life professionally as someone who's in an amped up situation. So it totally makes sense that you want to be Zen throughout your personal life. Right. Cause if like I go to work, I, I, I punch in, I punch out, I work on a computer desk, right. You go in and someone punches you. So, <laughs> so, so or yeah, whatever. Right. Like, um, I would love man when, when, when there's no more vid, I would love for like, you can throw punches at me all day. I would love to to get just a minute clinic with you on like how to take and throw a punch because it looks so real. Like how, what is it the timing? Because this is the dancing that we were talking about earlier where knowing how to move back and forth, except we're not pirouetting, we're elbowing. So is it really just good timing and proper camera angles? and body awareness yeah so yeah it's it's know your angle know the know the know the lens first what kind of how wide are we are we wide are we tight keeping it safe obviously you need to make sure that you're not we don't actually hit each other <laughs> so so it is timing and we're talking minutia and you got to know is it is it 60 frames a second is it you know 24 because that's different yeah. then you got to make sure that you are precise with when that impact happens and then that moment for the hit to happen before the face moves, you know, if you anticipate the reaction, you yeah. know, by minutia, then it, it's not going to read. So you have to be aware of that. And it's working with your partner to make sure that that happens. It's not one person. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that I love. I love choreography because you, that's teamwork and it's dancing and it's timing and all that. So you have to also know, you know, there's certain camera angles that are, going to work for a punch and won't like it has to cross an axis of the frame to be able to read like a hit so things like that if if the cameraman moves or camera woman moves and so on and so forth it can change everything so there's a lot of moving elements to it Duh, um i every position that i have had the pleasure of talking to once you learn how you guys set up and then have to reset I've seen it once. I've seen one reset. I've never seen that many people move with a sense of urgency like they did that day. And and because you got to do it all over again, right? Like you makeup might have been off, lighting might have been off, camera angle was too like when you go back to replay, like you're, you're like you're saying 60 versus 24. Yeah, that that's a trick of the eye. So it's And then a lot of the times we're working with uh, special effects as well. So let's say if there's an explosion or a glass shattering in human death there's it's a, actually a surprising amount of times that yeah i would say we are working with an effects team closely and that's when timing is also super important you know so when the, you know when when i'm gonna hit then this explosion like it has to happen you know if you're gonna crash a window they're normally helping they'll help with a with a charge to help break glass at the same time right so that has to happen so it's just as much pressure, I feel like, for an effects coordinator, if not more, because sometimes they have to invent 
invent something to make it work. Literally, they're inventors. They're we got amazing effects people in this in this province as well. So my hats off to them because they they make us look good as well, right? So a lot of the time they don't get the kudos when at the end of the day it's like no, but they did it. <laughs> you know, they made me look good. That's why because that thing blew up and I just blew my body. But you know, I I always see it it's in my feed because i like i like it every time i see it whenever you see the rock and his stunt double or charlie's theron and her stunt double right and you see the you see the what's the working relationship like with with the actor what's wh where where are you guys creatively working together like you're, you're there for a day so obviously you have to know each other because maybe you want to study each other's moves so that you know what you're emulating like I, what i've seen you recent stuff so flag day ice road orphan <laughs> uh finality at dusk which just wrapped i know we can't talk about that or blood because that's too new but they're like <laughs> yeah, yeah that's okay we'll stop there <laughs> um so sometimes you have the luxury of a rehearsal day with the actor yeah. and that's amazing because you get to work with them uh make them feel comfortable but i it, for me i let the actor lead because some of them are some of them really want to work with you. And th that's when I love it. Like, yes, okay, this is gonna be great because I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm here for you. I want to make you look good. How can we make this happen? Sometimes it can be, you know, sometimes you're managing egos and you want to make sure that you don't. It's a vulnerable place to be for an actor. Yeah. You don't know what their comfort level is with any of this. And you, you want to make them feel as comfortable as they can. And they might be feeling like, oh my God, I can't do this. and feeling like they need to live up to some expectation. So you're, you have to kind of manage that. And I usually, some, some actors want to just work with the coordinator and then you'll come in and you'll discreetly help them out how you can. And if that's what they want, that's how I work. Um, but if they, are, if they are open and engage with me, that is, that is the ideal. And I think in the end, you know, I think it works out better because just the more communication, the better, you know? And there's, there's no need there's no need for, I don't know, when the ego gets in the way, I don't know, it, it's hard. I, it's hard sometimes, it's, but I get it, I, I, I get it, it's a vulnerable place, so, so a lot I'm, of the time. If I'm battling me. anything, Kristen, I'm battling my ego more than anything else in my life, like, oh, I, we all are, I'm the same we, way, yeah, like it's, and it, it's less to do with, I want to be seen, it's more, I think about wanting to do a good job, I think that's Absolutely. what, exactly i do not want to screw this up that's yeah if there's anything i'm really scared of you know it's like the fear of failure is huge it's huge so you kind of you can't let that override you just got to do your best you know when uh what let's 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 go past before 2021 for a second and talk because i was like i just named every movie you just did not <laughs> you can't mention shit about it although congratulations that flag day got picked up at cans that's gonna be fucking awesome yeah. um, i can't wait for that i'm a huge sean penn fan um but let's go like run let's talk about run for a second yeah that was first strange. of all i fucking love that she was in a wheelchair that made my heart sing because that that's progress unbeknownst to anybody else, I think, who's making choices in movies. But uh, you had to stunt as somebody who was in a wheelchair. So what's that like? Yeah, that's, again, the first time I've talked about body awareness, right? To try yeah. and uh, actually disengage your lower half. 
you know, completely. Sure, is totally. Really difficult. It's extremely difficult. So, <laughs> because I found out I was on that film, I just definitely started working more upper body at the gym. I was like, okay, let's start working those pull-ups because you know, <laughs> just know that it's going to be all upper body. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and in that one, um, but, and you know, it was interesting. Even again, working the actress was great. Here was great to work with. And figuring out, talk about communication. We had to, we had to communicate, you know, sensitively, but very thoroughly to be like, okay, hey, what, what do you need? Like, what, um, even things like getting her in and out of her chair, like things like that, and and how can we make this experience manageable for you? Yeah. So stuff like that that I don't think Rick, you know, this was all something that I feel like was new for us. So. Um, I think it all worked really well. There was a stair fall in that one. Yes. That, that <laughs> I definitely sitting down for a month was hard after that one. <laughs> there was a, a you know wheelchair lift, and then she's she throws her chair downstairs, and then she is um, she goes down you know on her own after. But this uh, this wheelchair ramp kind of, kind of collapses, and then she goes so. Uh, it was a, it was not just, you know, getting to roll down those stairs. You were dropping from a height and then, and then going down. So that, uh, <laughs> how, many, how many times did you do that? Uh, how many times? Yeah. Did I do it? Yeah. I did it four times. Oh my God. <laughs> Everybody go watch run. It's on Netflix right now. It's one of the best thrillers that came out during the pandemic and just watch that. Just rewind that role four times and put it through your own filter and know what she went through. That's crazy. You're right. You're coming three feet off the ground because that chair is easily three feet higher than the stair is. Mm-hmm. I've it's you 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 fall like a champ. I love it. Like it's <laughs> it it and I mean to know you now. I love that movie. Like we're big Sarah Paulson fans in this house due to American Horror Story and and you know everything else that she does. So I can't. And this is Kira's like like Kira's the star of it. I mean, Sarah Paulson obviously is a name, but Kira is the star of this show. Uh, this is her second film. Like she's she, you know, there's there's not. I mean, she was on Ellen DeGeneres after this, I believe, because of Run. But so she's. I can't imagine how much fun it was to work with her. Yeah, she's so sweet, so sweet. One of the yeah, one of the collaborators for sure. You know, I uh, I'm going down from on the page here. Uh, we did Burden, we did Grudge. Uh, stand, which I was at the premiere for, uh, mm-hmm. that was that was really great to see. Fractured, wow, man, the parts you lose. Okay, you worked on the parts you lose with Aaron uh, Aaron Paul, if I'm not mistaken, right? That was who was in the parts you lose. Yeah. Okay, and you did. Let's talk about the stunt coordinator stuff for a second here, because you said you really liked the collaboration and and the teaching of it and the making of it, which obviously comes from the dance side of you. Um, so what is, what goes into coordinating versus just rolling? Yeah. You know, coordinating is something that I'm, I'm definitely, uh, it's newer to, to me and it's something that I, cause I'm in the twilight years of my, honestly, let's okay. <laughs> is it right? like it's, I still have years, but you know, you, you're starting to feel it. You, you feel the, the falls more and it takes longer to recover. So I have to be, I'm a future thinker. So. So I have to think about longevity. It's a short career. 
So, but now, now that this is an option, it may extend that. And it's, I feel like, again, I'm learning anew. It's, it's I think it's a completely different job. So if you think that worrying about your own body is enough, now try bearing the responsibility for yeah. everything else. <laughs> so it's like, the stress level goes even higher. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but luckily I've been, you know, I've been trained well. So, uh, I, and now whenever I'm on set, I'm just sponging it, sponging it all in watching my mentors. But, um, um, yeah, again, so you are, it's more administrative. You're going, you're going through the script. You're working more with producers, directors. It's, uh, it's a lot more behind the scenes than just showing up and throwing body or going to a rehearsal and that kind of thing. Uh, and you are, you're managing, all those expectations you're you know the producer needs to hit their budget the director wants to hit the creative target and you're you're working with them and uh trying to find the answers trying to find the solutions like we discussed earlier whatever that means right yeah. whether it means you're cutting something or whether whether can the actor do this do they need a double um how can we shoot this i have this idea but what's the safest way to shoot this you know a lot of the time, you know, maybe it's, it's a high ball, but maybe they don't need this certain angle. So maybe we don't even need to see, we just need to see the sense that they're falling off of something and we can create a whole set or scaffold, or it can become something that maybe the actor can do, who knows, you know, or can this be CG? Can this be, like there are an infinite amount of answers to, to a problem to solve. So, so it's, it's a different part of, it's a creative, part of the brain uh, in terms of the, the beast that you're dealing with, and not just on the particular stunt. I feel at the end of the day, that's, you know, it's like, okay, finally we can get to the actual stunt, but you've been doing all this work behind in prep to get there. I've always been a fan of how the sausage is made in, yeah. my, in my twilight years, <laughs> um, more so now than just, you know, eating the sausage. Yeah. Do you watch the stuff that you choreograph? at all because i know you don't watch your your performances but do you enjoy what because i mean that's watching tape that to, to wayne gretzky that's watching tape to for the next game so yeah. do you watch tape of what you've done after it's been performed or are you watching the monitor as it's happening and that's enough yeah, exactly and that's what i get to see and that's how i so so yes in that sense you're seeing okay. it because right. again once it's done you, yeah. it's it that's it um but watching just watching films in general now it's you know you're you're watching it seeing what worked and what didn't and so i think i'm probably watching films in a new way now that i mean this role is is uh, being thrust upon me so <laughs> yeah yeah you what you you bring up a really great point um how how does one who's done so much watch movies and not critique and mm. enjoy and I love to enjoy. I love to. Enjoy. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. Because uh, when it's, you know, when it's maybe it's not done well, you, you're like, ah, oh, you know, you get so critical of it. Or when, uh, when it is, then it's then it's great. I I try to still immerse myself in a story first. So yeah, and then you know I may go back and rewatch a action scene. You know, like allow myself that who's uh who's who's out there that i mean because to the general public the john wick team 
I, I can't remember the name for the life of me, are doing things that are just mind blowing. The 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 fight, the long, the length. They're doing what Quentin Tarantino does with dialogue with yeah. fight scenes. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this question, and you know what movie came to mind, and I'm going to say it again because it just keeps coming to mind. I mean, there's obviously like the Wonder Woman and all that's amazing to see that many women on screen. Like that is just, yeah. that made my heart melt. I loved it. But um, Atomic Atomic Blonde, I can't, that movie, I don't know. Well, I do know why. It just stuck in my brain because there's this, well, first of all, there's this amazing um, fight in the stairwell that's yes. the way it yes. It's ridiculous but then also in reality when you're fighting if you've ever watched a fight how long does it last not long right because you're adrenaline you you would collapse so so in this scene i remember that movie the actors got they got so exhausted this fight went on forever but they were i don't know if, you're, if you watched it or if you remember this but oh i'm i'm on the page right now i i, I so have yeah and it would just be you know one lame like throw of a whatever of a punch or something and then this exhausted pause I'm like that's that's close to what it would actually be like and it was fully they were fully engaged in their characters and yet it was still action and, and to me i was like ah that that makes sense it's that's real that's something different i hadn't seen that before it's not just you know a flurry of activity and you know like if you got hit in the head you're not coming up right away from that so i liked the authenticity of perhaps what that would actually be like I've said it before. I would gladly let her kick my ass. <laughs> like, I, I, oh my, us for I think different reasons, but yes. <laughs> um, no, watching her in Atomic Blonde is, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the guy in that scene with her the stunt coordinator who also was here for nobody? Is that? I think there was there was an article where the guy fighting with her in the stairwell, the big stairwell fight scene is the guy who helped Odin Kirk do nobody. Can you confirm that for me? Because I don't know that's right now. No. Okay, hang on here. I'll start. I'll start I read an article about this because all these articles about nobody have been coming out of how Ilya said he couldn't make the movie anywhere else and how in Winnipeg, it, like the crew here is amazing, which we mm -hmm. all know. But like, and then somebody mentioned the stunting. So hang on here. Uh, stunt work nobody Winnipeg. Come on, Google. Um, where is it? I think it's from maybe the art of the brawl. And I'm gonna be. I'm on a one. Yep. Okay. Here it is. So, uh, fight coordinator Greg Reminter trains with Bob Odenkirk for nobody, and I believe Greg Reminter is from Atomic Blonde. He's the guy who fights in the hallway with her. I'm just reading. Yeah. 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 Right. Got it. Yeah, so mm -hmm. when he throws that last by, like it's it, it. I'm not surprised that he's here for nobody. Just I, I just crossed my mind that the talent of this guy is is, yeah. and that's the thinking. And you're right, like a fight, getting exhausted, watching two people breathe heavy and slug it out. There's the acting of the fight scene, right? Where instead of it just being a flurry, like you said, yeah, I mean who uh, who out there? I mean movies are finally figuring out how to uh, not be so goddamn sexist and are there other stunt coordinators that are female that are making a name for themselves in the scenes that we should watch for as as fans like i like like i said how the sausage is made for a lot of people i feel is just as important as the sausage itself so like when you when i know a team did something i then go after what else that team does so i want to know more 
This is where we're both bad at names, ladies and gentlemen. So we're Googling before we say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do a disservice. So, you know, I mean, honestly, I've been, in terms of female coordinators, sadly. Um, sadly, it's not a big enough list. Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, Like, well, the only coordinator female that I've been able to work with is Marnie Ng from, she's from Vancouver. She came here and did um, Dog's Purpose. She was fantastic. She was really great. Uh, I just got a woman in stunts website here, but it, I'm not seeing anything in Canada. Did you Google Marnie Ng? Marnie. Right. Marnie here. Okay. Marnie. Ng? Ng, E-N-G. E-N-G. There we go. IMDB, save the day. Scary Movie 3, okay. I'm seeing some stuff here. Hang on. Um, Predator. Nice, Shanghai Noon. Inception. Wow. Okay, yeah. She's very... Um, she's got some really good stuff. Yeah, very cool. Like, again, that cool, calm, collected energy on set. You know, I felt, I felt like it was really good hands with her and, um, she had a really great team with her rigors and, and that's a part of having, having, like, she, I think she's the same way in terms of she, she has a good team that she trusts with her. Um, and I don't know, I just, you know, just asked her a bunch of questions when she was in town and you just try to learn from, from the different people that you meet, but, uh. I really enjoyed working with her. I really enjoy hearing all of you guys say the same thing over and over again, that there's a team, a team, a team. Like none of you take any credit without your team, which it's is, impossible. it's impossible. Yeah. Like I, after you hear about it and the things that you've told me that go into, you know, maybe doing a stunt, like the conversation before the, the actual thing is rigged is, is, super interesting because you're just like oh they don't want to just roll to the stunt they're like how do we how do we do this let's ask that question we have the stunt department at our disposal but how do we do this so let's talk to the stunt coordinator and the director and get everybody in the room and and, and i just love it yeah. um what when what are you what are some of your favorite stunts to do like what do you when you if someone was like hey can we get a blank here and you were like I can do that perfectly or I'm really fucking good at that like what's what do you uh... my career I've been I've been in some wicked kitchen fights kitchen fights seem to be the thing <laughs> I don't know why and they're epic there's been a few and they're so much fun because there's just I don't know if it's the amount of props at your disposal like breakaway dishes and. Uh, I don't know, all kinds of counters to smash into. So those have always been fun. And usually, for the most part, I'm either fighting with another woman or with someone dressed as a woman. <laughs> BJ will understand that. If you ever <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. BJ. Let, let, I want to find out about that because I am not going to see him for a while. But uh, uh, was he dressed as a woman and you were kicking the shit out of him? Perhaps. Perhaps I was. <laughs> <laughs> what was that in? Do you remember? Am I allowed to say, what am I allowed to talk about and not talk about? You're allowed to talk about everything that won't get you sued. So you can talk about everything that you've done that the world has seen. I will not let you talk about anything that will get your ass in trouble. Uh, Ghostland, bro. Ghostland. Ghostland. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm looking this this up here. Is it on your page? Yeah, we on my page. Uh, Ghostland. That, um, I also love, I've, I've learned to 
love learned to love a high fall actually really better it's my it's fun i i just won a manitoba actor award for best for a uh uh jump out a window for we summon the darkness so and i just remember that day feeling really it's the rare occasion where it's like felt really confident about it our team was dialed in we had everything where it needed to be and you know and everyone else was waiting or we we were waiting on everyone else to be ready. You know, we were just good to go. And, you know, two takes and then we're done. Um, and I just remember that day. Yeah. Feeling like, yeah, I got this. Like, I know this is going to go well. Like, there wasn't a doubt. And that's not always the case. So that I felt really good about. But it's just so falling funny. down. Falling down is great. I love any. <laughs> and if it can be comedic, ah, oh, so good. <laughs> um, that's, I was just going to say, like, do you, when, when actors are like, if you want to be funny, play it serious, right? Like, that's what looks funny on screen. Do you play falls comedically more than you would play them, say, painfully? Like, is there a way to play a comedic fall for, or is a fall a fall a fall? Well, I shouldn't say that. They're probably all very different. That's me being ignorant. Yeah, I find if you stay loose, the looser and the bigger that you allow yourself to go, the funnier it'll be, right? Totally. So, yeah. Flailing. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you, if you can have the, because that's part of the skill too. It's like, ah, it looks too, you don't want it to look too comedic. We don't want it to look artificial. So a lot of the time you're asked in a lot, you know, in, in my career, a lot of the time, it's not these, we're not getting the, the superhero movies out here yet. But so a lot of the time you're, you are an actual real life thrashed out character, human character being asked to do a human thing. You know, so it's like, it's a very specific situation that you're asked to replicate, you know, whether it's violent or whether it's a nun tripping and hitting the sidewalk or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's still a real person. So a lot of the time it's like, oh yeah, if you, you know, if you're some kind of uh, like WWE wrestler, you know, it's that kind of, you're going to have to take that and you're going to have to rein that in and turn that into something else because yeah. it needs to look absolutely real so so keep it loose but also yeah watch how contained you are sometimes you'll need to add more at less you know you'll get your direction from the coordinator director but <laughs> can you, know. you hurt yourself more yes i can <laughs> you know what's so funny i used to do pratfalls just out and about with my friends just to make them laugh like it, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> like before i even got into this so i don't know what that's about but that's a little weird you, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. So I get a paycheck. Like, come on. <laughs> and then I'll look one out. Someone's special. I don't get out of bed for less than blank. Exactly. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your, what's your worst injury? Oh, not good when no broken anything. Really? So, yep. Yeah, again. That was, says something. All about safety and like knowing how to fall properly. Uh, I think huh great question like other than like there's been you know the sore tailbone from hitting the stairs or like big huge bruises there were some skin cuts where I had to you know go to the hospital to get the stitches but it's not it, they were surface it was nothing crazy yeah hmm. and obviously and here's the thing and it's being discussed in the industry is is a, the concussion issue and you know when it comes down to it even if you're falling down onto a mat you, you you're rattling your brain around and so yeah. I, 
know off the top of my head. You can, you know, because you hear it and it's a certain sound and you know it because everyone else kind of goes by and you're like, okay, you know, it could be just a tap by you. But so I'm going to say that there have been, yeah, there have been thankfully not many times, but yeah, there have been times when you'll have a headache or, or that kind of thing. So, so I think that's perhaps an issue for a different discussion about the impact of concussions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, a concussion's always assumed that it's the hit, but it's the rattling of the brain due yeah. to, from the hit that, that we, we talk about. So, I mean, you're giving yourself your own whiplash a lot of the time. A lot, it's self induced, right? Um, so. I've had one and I'll never forget it, or will I? <laughs> <laughs> See, and now no. I like, why can't I remember names? Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe even that's there. There it is. Um, which, which leads me to something. Um, like, how do we get an Oscar for you guys? How do we, like, you can't make what you're making believable without you. Uh, the, and as a team effort, why are we not recognizing this part of the team if we're wrecking so many other aspects of the team? Like, I have been... In Canada, though, it started. There's, started? I mean, eventually we have... We have yes, our... no, I, I, I know. I, an actor, a super awesome of actor to do that. I shouldn't not include that thank you for that i'm gonna use your words too right so so it's start it's starting i don't know the answer and i'm not sure i also am the person to talk to about this kind of stuff sure. because i kind of i don't know i'm not sure how i feel about awards in general and and the thing is i want especially when it's safety that's coming into play the thing that perhaps i I would be concerned about down the road would be, you know, in this, in this, uh, the quest to win a, a trophy or a prize or whatever, that we're uh, going to be starting to push and push and push the boundaries further and further when it's people's lives and bodies on the line. That's a very, um, I'm not sure if that's maybe why it hasn't happened yet. I don't know. And I don't know if things would change if, if that was the case, but I do think that you're right in terms of that, you know, it's, it is nice to start, at least in this country, that we're starting to recognize that, oh, no, this is a, this is an important part of the process. And, you know, at least to start to recognize, yeah, to recognize how important it is. And, um, yeah, I like, I like what you said, though, that yeah. th everything else is safe when you chase for a trophy, but this, is, this becomes a matter of life and death. And when you start putting a carrot at the end of that, people might start taking shortcuts. I never thought of that. Okay, I'll rephrase. How do we recognize you guys more? <laughs> how do you, <laughs> like how, don't give it an award because you'll make it dangerous. But like, I, I don't, I'm over awards. And the reason I'm asking that is, and the reason I'm over it is because it's so fucking stuffy and full of politics and drama and, and it's not equal. And it's like, it, it stops being about you guys and starts being about, accolades and all that other stuff and i want to celebrate like best sci-fi or best fantasy i don't want to like i want to include those right or like let's get best male and female director in here if, if that's what it takes right like it shouldn't be separated but if that's how we break it so so be it right we'll start there so i want to see awards for other things instead of just the heads of departments and there should be like you know there's the memorial <laughs> the moratorium at the end of the oscars we should have that for stunt performers yeah. Wow. So that that's just my my two cents 
on that because there's so there's as i talk to you guys the more and more i get angry that i'm like why is this not celebrated at least or recognized in in some fashion um let's switch to i think it's coming i think it's coming yeah i don't know when in terms of if you're talking oscars i don't know when but it's starting in canada i'm not gonna worry about it though i'm just gonna do my work so yeah no yeah i i I, and that's such a great answer because it's like (laughs) You're not doing it for the fucking title. You're doing it because you absolutely love it, and it's so fucking evident. Um, let's go to Manitoba before I let you go. And every every like you, I love talking to Manitoba film professionals. So the question we ask everybody is, what is it that made you come back here? Because a lot of people have left Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's where those bigger markets are. We are becoming a bigger market. We're a market. It just isn't, there's not enough noise for that yet. So what, what, what keeps you here? Quality of life. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I came back without the intention of staying. Correct. I was, you know, I was going to be here for a while. Okay. I'll try it out. And then I can guarantee you if I went East or West, granted there's friends and family on both ends. um, Especially even now, like even with, with the resume, I don't know. I, I love the opportunities that I've had in Manitoba. I don't think I would have been given them if I'd gone out there. And I have always enjoyed working with, you know, groups of people that, that feel like family. And I don't know if it would be the same if I'd gone out there. I'm yeah. sure that I would have connected with someone, but I think this is a whole other level. And I think the opportunities that have presented themselves because I chose to stay in maybe a smaller market, like, yeah, maybe you're not getting the larger projects, but the opportunities, I mean, would, they would never, I can guarantee you never would have happened out there. And, uh, and then also in terms of the quality of my life, like, you know, have a house, like I have, you know, car, like I have, I'm comfortable and successful. And, And then I can also do other, um, uh, pursuits that I love at the same time so for me and friends and family are also here so this stuff this stuff is also important you know if not more important well you need a you need a really good base to do what you love doing so yeah and having like you say you have that elsewhere but it's nothing it's not like home right now yeah. no and now I feel like okay if I go travel out there to work then great and then but to come back here definitely I think, yeah, the more time goes on, the more I, the less I think about it, really <laughs> leaving. Yeah. And like the, the industry here is just a booming. Like I, I, I love seeing it. I love driving by and seeing like three or four projects going at once. Like it's, it's, I, we all call it little Hollywood. I'm sure somebody, you know, does too. And you know, honestly, when, when I get to work on a really small show, I actually, I still enjoy it more. There's something about it. Again, it's a smaller crew. The intimacy of that and the collaboration that can happen in there i have as good a time if not more you know on these small little homegrown projects like i love them i love them yeah there's the 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 la dream is the la dream and there's nothing wrong with that but that's not to say that you like you prove a perfect point a smaller market you can do all those things still like bj's film like a return right yes yes one of the best times I've had. It was so great. It was so great. And to be working with your friends, you know, and where everyone there was there because they loved it and they took it seriously. And then you watch them like, that is really a great story. And it's a great film. And I was a part of that, you know? 
and it yeah. makes you really proud. I'm really proud. Yeah, no, congratulations on like getting it on Super Channel, right? It's on. It was he got a streaming yeah. deal for it, and no, yeah, he's he's always been he's he's super talented. That dude, him and Crawford. Crawford's done the show. BJ's done the show. Oh, I, we got a whole show just talking about them. Yeah, that's another. That's how you can go. We'll have all three of you on. We'll just do that because I got I have. You know what? I have to get them on for the return. We've been talking about it. I just wanted. So let's just do the premiere of the return on the show, all three of you, and we can we can see what we can pull out of you guys. Um, one more thing. I'm a huge. I have a massive crush on this man, and I know you stunted for someone in the movie, but I'm a Henry Cavill nut. Right, I just fall. I fall for those eyes every time he shines them. But you, you, you stunted for Dendario, Alexandra Dendario, in the Night Hunter and in uh, We Summon the Darkness, right? Yeah, uh, the window. I was her. Yeah, her. She is fantastic. So, like, first of all, stunting for the same person twice in your hometown—that's pretty freaking cool. Like, she's like, oh, I get to work with with Kristen again. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Night Hunter though what that's that's some heavyweight cast there and that that whole movie i watched that movie two nights ago just to get some of your catalog into me um just talk about that like what that that's the it's ben kingsley you know he's kicking around and alexander daddario's done baywatch uh san andreas we summon the darkness like she's she's making a name for herself too um and and Stanley Tucci and then Henry Cavill like that's that that's what I'm getting at is that's an A game movie that you're making in Winnipeg that's not that's an LA movie that you're making here so what's an experience like that when something like that comes to town and all you guys get to do it and I mean that one was fun because a lot of uh, that was a lot of days where there were a lot of the team on set those those are fun days where it's maybe it's not just you it's you and and everyone else is there as well because that's that's what I, I remember a lot of yeah fun with our, the team you know just because we all get along so well um on those films and um I do find you know sometimes with uh larger names you're not necessarily like I'm not necessarily getting to interact with them oh you know, yeah yeah is, well Alex maybe more because I've been doubling for her but so so perhaps I felt maybe more removed from them but they were all lovely all lovely to to watch work and i mean i mean more so in the fact that you say you know manitoba smaller market yeah. those names pull big numbers so yeah not getting yeah you're you're stunting for who you're stunting for and then the set professionalism where you know unless you're you, there's no need to interact unless you're interacting right like because everybody's doing their thing i just meant more in regards to like that's there's something to be said for the caliber of work that you and everybody else on your team can do if yeah they're coming here they know you exist right i don't know what to say to that i don't know yeah it's a yeah. compliment you know, it's, like, it's, you know <laughs> and again i think I'm trying to think of like who been the most starstruck at because i i'm getting so maybe used to seeing people that are you know quote unquote famous and and so i i don't it doesn't yeah. really yeah i just see them as they're they're a person it's they're just people yes play pretend really well right so <laughs> uh, and uh i yeah i just kind of take it as an opportunity to again if you watch people work it's education it's free education you know um michelle monahan got like to work with her she's fantastic to watch and learn so much from just 
sitting back and watching her work, the way she asks questions and the way, like it's so, so that's, that's kind of, and some people you meet and, and they're absolutely not what you thought they would be. That's you know, life. In totally. Many ways. So always surprising, but <laughs> <laughs> you take and you learn from each person. And like, oh, okay. That I like, or, oh, I like, sure. <laughs> I like that you say it's free education. That's really cool. Cause yeah, like, just sit there and absorb, be a sponge. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And even the way someone's energy on set can affect everyone else and, uh, you know, good or bad and learning from that. Kristen, this has uh, been a pleasure. I told you I wouldn't keep you for more than an hour and a half and I'm going to keep my promise. I can go on and on and on and on and on. I don't want to do that to you. Um, what, uh, is there anything people, you know what? I know you do this and we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So it's your other passion. You're a fantastic photographer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I follow you on, on the gram. What, what is that? How does that, is that just a hobby? Is that something that you do on the side? Like what, what is that for you? Yeah, it's my other, it's my other job for sure, but it's not a job. It's something that I love. So, you know, I've, it's been in my family, my father and brother, you know, like it's been, Photography's been in the family, so it was just inevitable. And I just found myself, I don't know, uh, just, it was itching. It was itching. So I was like, I just want to see what this is about. And again, sure enough, it's something that is lending itself well to this as well, because now an understanding it's still photography, which is, you know, you take moving stills, it's the same. So those principles of, of understanding uh, camera and, and the way it works, it's just another <laughs> another wonderful tool to have but but yeah and i i really love taking pictures of people and so most of them have ended up actually it's been a lot of headshots and you know yeah. people in the industry and i love it i'm like yeah this is i mean talk about their journeys and them as actors and get you know into all those conversations and and it's one-on-one -on -one, which i love that's kind of my favorite and uh yeah i don't know maybe maybe uh there's been i've had my own ideas brewing about potentially maybe taking a stab at, at uh, creating my own work one day. It's on a bucket list down the runway. Yeah, do it. Make a Kristen Sawatsky film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like make it so stunt heavy. Like <laughs> make it about a dancer who becomes a stunt coordinator. Yeah, we'll be dancing there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just a dance break, do it. <laughs> if it breaks story, who fucking cares? Just be like, I needed to put it on the screen. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, where can people see your stuff? How can they see more about you besides the obvious? Like IMDb, obviously, there's my yep. page there. You can find me and uh, just Google, just Google my name. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I think that's, yeah. That's it. I'm not well, going to give you a phone number. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. People don't even know what I really do during the day here. So we oh. have some blind of privacy. Not every, not everybody gets to know the real, real debaters. We're a fucking constant. But you're probably, you know, six degrees of separation away. Someone, someone, you know, will probably know me, right? Exactly. And uh, I will put all of, I'll put her uh, stuff up. You'll be able to follow her on social media on this, on all the podcast notes as well. Everybody, if you want to see your photography, oh, yeah. it is beautiful. Um, and it's right now I've seen some shots of dancers. It looks amazing. It's fun. Um, There's some people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is that's falling down with Kristen Sawatsky because I can't name the episode anything else other than that. 
Uh, that's if you start a stunt company, like if you branch off and like you're real, it's got to be falling down productions. Uh, (laughs) Like if it's not, I will have a bone to pick with you. Uh, if you want to follow us, ladies and gentlemen, head to therealdebaters.ca. Everything is there. How to find us on social media. Shop, laugh, read, learn. Realdebaters.ca does it all. Follow us online at Real Debaters on Instagram and Twitter. The spelling is R-E-E-L. If you want any information from us at The Real Debaters, it's therealdebaters at gmail.com. And our YouTube series, which, sorry, we haven't posted for a while. I'm hoping we're caught up at this point. Uh, where you can watch our real quicks, where we just do five to ten minutes of us rambling and give you a real take on a movie that we've seen that week. Uh, I have been Michael Petro. This has been Kristen Sawatsky. Stick around before I let you go and close out the video, Kristen. uh, Watch all the movies, kids. We are gone. Bye! (laughs) 